Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Spirit Reflections, Conversations Around the Fire. This is episode 86. My name is Frederico Gouveia. And for those of you that are joining us for the first time, Spirit Reflections is an ongoing series of bilingual conversations in both English and Portuguese about people's personal journeys, their spiritual journeys, the tools that they found along the way, and how these tools have shaped who they are and the work that they do today. We interview artists, philosophers, scientists, and religious people of all traditions to learn how they came into being and the insights that they've discovered along the way. If this is your first time here, please like and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Spirit Reflections, and you can simply type that on YouTube and find the lotus flower there, which is our channel logo. This is also going to be broadcast later on Spotify in audio format and other platforms for audio podcasts. We are also on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you like what you see here, we'd like to ask that you support it by going to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash spiritreflections, where you can see different ways that you can be part of this community that we're building here together. So sit back, join us around this mythical fire as we learn about our guest today, Kristen Hoffman. So I'm going to read about Kristen's bio here, and then we're going to welcome her on the show. And stay tuned until the end, because you won't want to miss what kind of music Kristen is going to create on the spot and lead us into a very beautiful transcendental sound experience, which is going to leave your heart filled with renewed energy. I'm sure about it. So Kristen Hoffman, her music has been on major record labels, film and television. At television, and she has performed throughout the world, collaborating with musical luminaries on projects ranging from individual albums to grand symphonic productions. She's a strong advocate for peace and ocean conservation, and she has appeared internationally at environmental concerts and conventions like TEDx in San Francisco, the Emoto Peace Project concert in Tokyo, the signing of the Fuji Declaration at Mount Fuji in Japan, and with the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra in London. In August of 2016, the symphonic version of her Song for the Ocean was performed at the Sydney Opera House by a choir of 800 Australian children. It must have been an amazing experience. For the last 10 years, Kristen has been the singer for the internationally acclaimed show Bella Gaia, a multimedia theater experience created in conjunction with NASA. Kristen has been a guest blogger for multiple magazines, including Gandhi's BE Magazine, Elephant Journal, The Ecologist, and The Purple Fig, addressing worldly issues through the lens and vehicle of music. She's currently on the board of FIONS, Fions, I believe that's how it's pronounced, Friends of Institute of Noetic Sciences, and an active member of the esteemed group evolutionary leaders, and a musical ambassador for the organization Unity Earth, recently traveling to Ethiopia, Australia, India, and the Holy Land, Jordan, Israel, Palestine, to share the message of universal peace and love. And you have to check out her website, Kristen Hoffman, with two N's in the end, kristenhoffman.com, where you get to see all about her music. We're going to put it up here on the screen. But before we talk about Kristen's music, which is just to die for, so beautiful, let's hear about Kristen, the person, how she got to where she is today. So Kristen, welcome to 
the show. Oh, it's such an honor to be here with you, Frederico. Thanks so much for having me on Spirit Reflections. And everyone that's want to ask questions to Kristen, feel free. We're going to start by talking about her personal journey a little bit and understand what does soul um mean. And she's going to give us a demonstration of how that feels like and that sounds like. So the Global Peace Tribe is here present. I was honored to be there. Thank you, Kristen, for that invitation last week. It was a wonderful experience. It was so fun to have you on. And, and you just brought the whole opening. Frederico's incredible um, conducting of Barber's um, Adagio for Strings opened the whole evening. And then Frederico came on as a speaker. And it was just the perfect way to dive into a very deep show. The generous tribe of beautiful people, a community from all over the world. Here's Kristen Hoffman's website, and we're going to uh, get right to it. So Kristen, tell us a little bit about your background. Take us from the beginning. Oh, from the beginning. Wow, that's a long mm -hmm. time ago. But just kind of in a nutshell, the nutshell version, I was, um, pretty young when I started music. I think I got my first little violin. Actually, that was my first instrument, which I know you'll appreciate, Frederico. Yes, a violin sure. at three. <laughs> I have a little, I should have brought it over. It's on top of a piano here, but a little picture of me playing the violin. And then about a year later or a year and a half later, I really felt in my young self a calling to piano. And I started asking my parents, can I, can I switch to piano? And I dove in to piano and it was it was kind of like love at first sight. There was a deep connection and I got really good very quickly with piano in the classical realm. And okay. that was that was all wonderful until I hit a point where I got so good with it that I felt like there was kind of a pressure that formed both from just studying classical music. I know you know that there's yes. this emphasis on kind of perfection and there's some tension and my loving, beautiful parents, they saw, oh my gosh, Kristen's doing so well in this. And I think there was also this excitement that, oh, maybe she's gonna be a concert pianist. And so when I hit kind of teen years, I felt overwhelmed by that amount of pressure in the classical realm. But the blessing in disguise was that in my kind of long practice sessions, as a way to kind of break the intensity, I started to uh, play around with my own improvisations. And I would usually do it for about 10 minutes until I heard my mom yell in from the kitchen, oh, Kristen, get back to your lesson. So it was my first kind of rebel, <laughs> my revolt against the purely classical realms that I discovered my love of improvisation and, and of songwriting. And nice. from there, that just love grew and grew and grew until a point where I was studying. I, I started studying studying opera as well as a teen. I ended up going to Juilliard pre college, and I loved opera. Although there was this deciding point, I had been continuously dis um, developing my own music as well as the classical, and there was this point where the okay. two roads kind of came together, and I had to make a critical decision. Do I give my all to the classical realms or do I actually give myself this gift of of the dreamer and really dive into um, this vision I had for what is it like to be a songwriter? What is it like to bring through new material that people can tap into that can be shared? 
And I decided to take the leap of faith and, and go in the direction of, of my own composing and my own explorations. And it's taken me, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, it was, especially coming from a classical right. um, platform. It felt, there was that feeling of, oh, if I leave now, am I ever going to be able to come back? Right. Because you know how critical those years are, especially in your early 20s and whatnot. In the classical music world, those years are critical. And if you want to truly make a life in the classical world, you have to really give your all during those years, I think. There right. are exceptions, but um, so I took that leap of faith and um, for I ended up signing a record deal with Capitol Records when I was wow. still about 20 or 21, 20, I think, 20. And I went on that whole journey and after a couple of years one thing led to another I ended up leaving that record label and I moved on to another record label Interscope Records okay. which you probably will know it's like the home of a lot of rappers and Lady Gaga and all of these people so I was I was having a lot of fun in my life exploring what it was like to do music through kind of the mainstream vehicle in my okay. early to mid 20s. And then I had to take another leap of faith because I realized, okay, even this mainstream container, it does not support, um, it does not support the next level of what I was trying to get to, which was like more of a spiritual uh, weaving into my music. They definitely wanted to keep me in a box of kind of uh, right record sales and record what's sales tried and of, true, the formula yeah. that works. You got it. And that's fine. And I get it. When you're signed to a major label, you have to accept on some level that you are a product as well as a musician. Exactly. But there was a point where I realized, you know what, either I'm going to be capped at my growth um, in this realm compared to the vision that I have as a musician, or I'm going to have to really um, take another leap of faith and take the road less traveled here. And so from the minute I, la I parted ways with Interscope, that was when I feel the true mission journey in alignment with my mission of my life really began. Um, everything else was a powerful tool leading up to that point. But once I kind of pushed off and I found my courage, that's when the most amazing synchronicities started to show up and present themselves that really led me um, into the world that I'm in today which is, I would, I would describe where I've landed as, it's not even about performing music anymore. It's about being a vehicle for frequency and melody and sonic messages to come through that can help to open up a space of bridging and love and light for people of this planet. And maybe even beings of other plant of other realms. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I feel Many like there's dimensions. a possibility that it's not Absolutely. even just for people that we're seeing here. But well, stay tuned. We're gonna get a taste of this beautiful journey, <laughs> the experience that she's gonna take us, everybody. But Kristen, let me ask you something. How did you feel like you developed this these spiritual wisdoms and insights? Mm. Did did you did your family teach you? Did you get it in school? Did you read books about it? Like the spiritual part of it. Yeah. How did, that happened? That's a good question. Well, my parents were, I would say, religious. And 
open to many religions and and uh, my dad almost became a minister at one point in his life and um they did take me to sunday school every week but i we chuckle because i was like the worst sunday school i was not into the dogmatic religious uh path from a very early age and i gave my parents a really hard time about it i'm sure if my dad's i think my dad's watching now he's probably chuckling about it however However, I will say that they seeded a field of um, of spirit in my house. And somewhere just in my teenage years, I just felt that seeker come just grow in my heart. There was that feeling of, oh, there's more than meets the eye. There's more here. And I saw the signs in my life. I saw the way when I listened and when I opened very interesting things would connect that you could say, oh, that's coincidence. But to me, even as as a young me, I was like, hmm, I think there's I think there's more here. And by my late teens, early 20s, I was really inspired by um, by my questioning into these other realms. And so it's really to who like we an are. intuitive route. You, you took that as an intuitive route. It wasn't an intellectual learning, and it was more intuition. It came from within. Yes, definitely, it came from within. And then along the way, I've met so many incredible beings who introduced me to meditation, or would, you know, I went to my first satsang when I was about twenty with my best friend Kristen Thomas, who introduced us. Nice, and we course. were in Sedona. And actually, I would say my journeys, Kristen Thomas, having a best friend who was also in this kind of spiritual seeking mode at the same time. We were like these two beings who constantly were reflecting with each other around um, around our curiosity into the yeah. other realms. And so it was really fun to have another friend to kind of go into these, these questions with. Nice. And, you know, going on that spiritual journey didn't disappoint. I feel like it has continued to amaze me. It has continued to leave me in awe. And as I have become a better listener and a better, I would say, antenna for spirit. I don't know how else to say it. It's almost like miracles occur. And in the musical sense, when yeah. I get out of my own way, when the thinking uh, egoic Christian gets out of the way and I just say a prayer like, let me be a vessel, a vehicle for the highest love, for the highest light and the highest form of connectivity between beings absolutely and then i just let myself receive and tune to the highest form of all that my soul spirit whatever you want to think of it as has gathered throughout lifetimes this lifetime the dream world all of these this culmination of experiences when i really allow myself to just sink things come through that are beyond just the the performer. There's no longer performer. It's about sharing. It's about... Right. Sort um, of melts away, right? It's about a co-creative field, right? It's not even about... Mm-hmm. If there's other people in a space, again and again and again, I've become fully aware that every single person who's listening, like every person who's listening now, and every person who will listen in the future to this podcast... I fully believe in what I've seen again and again is that 
your intention, you who are listening right now, will actually shift the field of what wants to come through as mu- as music. Um, yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. In this last couple of years, there's been a lot of um, pre-records, right? A lot of people want you to do pre-records. And I've noticed a distinct difference when I'm doing a pre-record that's just me, or if I actually go on and I bring through a solo piece live with a group of people. The the energetic encoding is completely different. The energetic encoding, beautiful. I love it. Well, we should experiment with that tonight. <laughs> so I guess we should get right to it. I mean, before we go there, I just want to give a shout out to Kristen Thomas, who introduced us, who's a wonderful human being. I admire her life tremendously. She introduced me to some beautiful organizations in New York, including Found House, which does a lot of work for people with mental health. So I find that there's just so much beauty there. And I, it's no coincidence that I, we're, we've been introduced because when well, we had a Zoom conversation preparing for this interview and you began to play the music that you play, I mean, we, and it began to come through, I was in tears. It was just very soothing and just appeasing. So oh. I can't wait to have us do that now and then we can... <laughs> Continue talking afterwards. Well, we'll see what, what comes say. through. This, what I'm going to explore right now. So, Solom, just to share what yes. what it is. Um, in early on in my exploration with soul singing and improvisational um, sound, I was. It's funny. I get so many of my important messages for life when I'm in the bathtub or in water. <laughs> when I'm in water, suddenly it's like, do, do, do. So many things start connecting. And I was in a bath and I was, I was getting this message deeply. Oh, Kristen, the soul singing that you do, it's time to actually share it with others, not just do it with yourself. And right after that message, I received the message that it is called Solom. S-O-L, and then you can see the tilde, A-U-M. And to me, yeah. what that means is soul, light, weaving with ohm the vibration of the universe so it's light vibration and light vibration light vibration and you know even solom has kind of shifted and and gone through many iterations throughout the years sometimes i'll just put on a drone and it's very simple just chanting over top sometimes there's full songs that come through with full lyrics and and whatnot and then recently i've been experimenting with um solom looping and the idea that came to me months ago was what would it be like to bring through a whole chorale kind of sound a a healing chorale of voices maybe just voices maybe with some light um piano accompaniment accompaniment we'll see we'll see what wants to come through but the main goal will be mostly to just use my voice to bring through these sounds and and, and any any instructions for us that are listening now are going to listen to how to prep for this exposure mm, now that's such a good well that's a great concept i think that the way we listen to music is almost as important as the music itself yeah Right. If we're there's great music that is perfect for background music in life. But if you really want to have a healing experience with music, it's good to gift yourself a, the space to receive it. Right. So if you can try to find a quiet space, if you're not in one and maybe even lie down, I'm a big fan of lying down while receiving 
music or solom. I do a lot of sound baths with solom where people lie down. And close your eyes, let yourself receive, and also know that, like I was saying before, that you are a conscious co-creator. So if there are any questions that you have in your life right now that are living in your heart, anything that you've been yearning for, maybe ask before the music comes. You may, music is a great conduit for answers. And when we've asked questions and then music comes and we listen, I find that a lot of answers will come for us. Um, Wonderful. So yes, well, the way we listen cool. is very important. Um, so uh, here we go. For those that are just listening, that are not watching through the podcast, we're about to prepare to receive a soul um, a bath of sound healing. So afterwards, we're going to come back and talk to Kristen. So I'm going to take myself off screen, put myself on mute, and you take it away. Okay, perfect. So let's see what happens. This song has never been written, and it will be birthed in this moment, inviting in exactly the frequencies, the melodies, the messages that can serve us in the highest way in this moment.
Listen to that voice, it'll guide you back. Listen, listen to that voice that's beating in your heart. It will guide you, it will guide you on. Listen, listen to that voice that's beating in your heart. It's the spirit of you. It's the it will guide you on Just listen to that deep voice singing It's always singing out It's always singing It's always What a treat. Oh, let me turn off my gadgets. Every single hair in my body was just <laughs> goosebumps. Oh. Beautiful. <sighs> Kristen, and you offer these experiences to people, right? One-on-one -on -one participants. You call them even in sessions like the womb Tell us a little bit about that so I can put it in the screen for people to yeah, get to experience sure that themselves. So I do a lot of these in groups and as part of many programs. So if you're running a program and you feel, A, like you'd like to enhance a spoken program with music and with some spontaneous sonic messaging that comes through i offer that and then yes oh so the and solom song of light online group that can be two plus participants so um it can either be a very private experience for you and another or a group mm -hmm. of friends um or it can be something where i come on in in an actual program and then i offer um one-on-one -on -one experiences and they're so beautiful it gives you a chance to dive in we tune in together, we meditate, we um, talk about a question or what you're going through in your life at that moment and maybe open up a question. And then I go into a usually about a 20 minute solemn journey that's brought through just for you and I record it and then you have that piece to work with. That is your Solome piece. And I think it can be really wonderful for those who are soul searching and really need that kind of soundtrack for your own life and for your own meditation. That's so, beautifully put because people are seeking a lot of therapy, a lot of guidance. A lot of it is through spoken, rational, intellectual constructs and processes. Whereas in your case, there is this subliminal message that is through the music that is going to speak directly to the heart and it will unfold itself in that way that it's going to have to unfold right yes divinely somehow 
For sure. And I find that so many times in personal sessions, like sometimes whole lyrics will come through and they just speak right to that person's uh, journey at the time. Um, sometimes people say, oh my gosh, how did you know I was going through that? Or And it's just about your, again, it's like you're a co-creator in the process. So when we meet together, it's not me bringing through a song for you. It's we bringing a song for you. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And the Global Peace Tribe is saying here that being part of the Sonic Soul family has been an amazing experience. So tell us a little bit how people can become part of the soul, soul family and what they receive as part of being in this community. Oh, that's great. So I have another um, membership, which is called, it's kind of my version of a Patreon. It happens right from my yeah. website. So if you go to kristenhoffman.com, oh, here we go, kristenhoffman.com. And then on the homepage, you click on membership. It will lead you to the last page right where you here, can guys, become right a member. Inside. And mm -hmm. if you join my Sonic Soul family as a member, um, you, I offer a one... Um, one Sunday per month at 6 p.m. Eastern time, um, I gather with my Sonic Soul family in my Zoom room. There's a theme each month that I, I think is a, you know, I always choose something that can be universally applicable to each person in their own way. So um, it might be higher love. That was a theme one, one month. And we dive into the theme of higher love through music and through discussion. So I usually do bookends of music, one solo journey and one song song with lyrics. I call them song songs because <laughs> to differentiate. But in the middle, we get a chance to share and it's kind of talking stick style. So each person gets about two to three minutes to share Beautiful. and um, we feed off of each other and we've grown into such a beautiful group and there's always new people coming in and it's um, it's a very special time to gather each Beautiful. month. And in addition to the music, you're also an Ayurvedic chef and holistic <laughs> health coach, right? Yes, I've studied Ayurvedic nutrition. Health mm. and nutrition have been a passion of mine also since teenage years. And uh, I'm kind of the herbal, the herbal woman and I love to cook and I studied Ayurveda and actually went to India to study oh, wow. Ayurvedic cooking. And I would call so it a mini chef because like? it, it was so incredible. It was so incredible. The whole journey into Ayurveda is, it's like you're giving yourself the gift of healing and beautiful information and how to really tune also to the planet and to the elements because Ayurveda is all about tuning your being with the elements. And if something is amiss in your life, it's, it's because one of the elements is maybe too potent or 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 too weak and so i love the concept in the very beginning where it's like we're literally listening to ourselves and listening to ourselves in relationship to earth air fire water and space um but i found that ayurveda is a lifetime practice i don't claim to know everything about ayurveda I, what i realized through my studies is this is an ancient and very vast, vast practice. There is yeah. so much knowledge that has been collected through, by so many incredible people throughout the years. And I feel with it that I could study my whole lifetime and still be a student. So that's the mindset I take with it. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. And you also teach people, right? You provide some kind of mentorship and coaching on how people can develop these skills musically as well, right? Yes, I love to teach. Um, I do a lot of anything from teaching basic 
not basic, but fun and skills around um, singing and piano. I do that. And then if we want to get more into creative exploration, I teach songwriting. I teach, I coach people of how to, on how to set up um, electronic uh, home studios if you want to do um, music online and have it sound really good. I've been um, coaching a lot of musicians and speakers through that. So yeah, no, this is such so, an important tool in this uh, day and age that we live in with with Zoom meetings and remote uh, speaking and learning and performing and sharing that it, it behooves us to uh, upgrade our tools. And if we have any kind of talent, which we all do, it's an amazing way to like upgrade our talents in the electronics of the world, right? Oh, for sure. I mean, if you had told me a couple of years ago that I would be doing so many concerts and events online, I would have said, what? Because I was right. so busy touring around the world. And now I've had this beautiful opportunity um, through, you know, a challenging experience has opened up a beautiful opportunity, which has been to connect with people all around the world from my from my home little studio. And um But what one thing that became evident in the beginning of the whole lockdown was that sound through Zoom and through normal electronic uh, modes that were established at that time really sucked. Yeah. <laughs> so it was really bad. I did a few events and I listened back and I'm like, oh, this does not convey emotion. So I became like the mad scientist in my studio, testing out so many different configurations and finding what worked, finding what didn't work. And then I would try events and see, listen back, oh, does that, how does this sound? And eventually I got to a point where on one event I started seeing people crying and I thought, oh, okay, we're onto something now. If emotion can be conveyed and it sounds good, um, people will be able to open on the other end, on the receiving end. And you have also do a lot of events where people are get, getting some kind of training on some topic that's completely different than music, but then you come in in like a break and do like a, a sound healing session. Tell us how that's like. Yeah, that's been an incredible, an incredible journey. I work with a lot of speakers and other teachers and mentors, leaders of all different subject matters, whether it be quantum physics or self-help or um, uh, a peace organization geared towards women empower women's empowerment. I mean, you name it. I've worked and woven with so many different leaders. Um, one thing I've seen again and again is if you're teaching and it's there's a lot of speaking, people tend to get tired, even if it's really engaging content. And one thing that can really um, enhance uh, and recharge the space is... Oh yeah, I can hear you. I I think you're back now. I think I'm back. <laughs> okay, I only heard up to if there's a lot of like think materials that are being taught in the. Oh in yeah. I was saying that um, in events or classes or workshops where there's a lot of speaking, even if it's really engaging material you know, we only have so much energy and sometimes we can get tired and our energy can start getting down. And music has this incredible capability of lifting people up, of recharging their systems, of inspiring, of um, getting visions and feelings and ideas flowing. So one thing I do is sometimes it can be a few hour workshop and maybe twice during that workshop, I'll come in and share music. Um, sometimes people are teaching an ongoing course and 
they'll have me do like bookends the first the first date to help bring people in and have an emotional experience and then the very last or um sometimes if it's a meditation retreat i'll come in once a day for a little while so that people have um, an emotional shared experience and then they go into the next parts of the day so there's i'm always open to all kinds of collaborations that's one thing Mm. that i've found to be the most important gift of my path with music is sharing with others and feeling the way music can really enhance so many different settings so many different places it immediately can take things deeper it can connect hearts in ways that i don't know anything else other than music that can instantaneously no matter what our background is no matter our belief systems or whether we're holding these intense feelings of frustration or you know people can be in like this and then all of a sudden the right piece of music comes in and oh yeah people open to greater possibility yeah an amazing global peace tribe says kristen is an amazing person to partner with oh i love the the global peace tribe i have to say if you have not checked out the global peace tribe and this is where frederico was a guest the other day um it's a definitely a wonderful place to go for weekly inspiration there's a few shows per week and they're constantly turning out incredible content and wonderful guests and i've been a musician and also co co-hosting with them which is another thing that i never imagined i would do but co-hosting and you were great at it it was so beautiful to have you and scott hosting saturday night's broadcast about our relationship with death and in the moment that we're going through in the calendar which is in christian tradition the time when christ is in the desert and so there's some reflections of us sometimes finding ourselves in similar deserts and Mm. death being the pathway also to rebirth and to new beginnings also and i felt super humbled and just embraced by all the love that came from that uh, gathering from all over the world people from all over the world were in that zoom meeting and the Facebook groups is incredible. Check it out, globalpeacetribe.com. Yes, and you know, I'm fascinated with the role that music can play in that relationship with with the death and dying process as well. I know it's a hard subject for some of us to talk about, but music can also open our hearts to greater communication and love and light around the most important rite of passage, right? The culmination of our life experience. And um, I know you've had some powerful experiences with music Definitely. in your own life in relation to the end yeah, of thanks to Thanks to spiritism and mediumistic meetings, we've been able to witness and experience a lot of uh, reconnections in the spirit world of people who had tragically passed away and were sort of lost and then we're able to cross over and the music played a role in some situations too and i think that people more and more as they become at peace with the notion of death when they're able to incorporate the breathing and the music especially the kind of musical offering that you have so well developed in the last few years of your life uh can be such a a healing blessing that can last beyond the physical body in ways that we are only beginning to understand how of service, how useful, how ready we can be our souls when we arrive in the spirit world to begin 
a new journey and not have to have so much time, quote unquote, in recovery, in adaptation, in having to understand where we are and what happened and why, if we're able to uh, prepare ourselves, like you said, for this rite of passage, the most important one, then we arrive in the other side ready, willing, and able to embrace all the glory and the beauty that our eternal soul has, right? Yeah. I actually loved what you shared the other night when someone asked a question about, or they, they shared that they're so scared of end of life and of dying. And they asked you, what would be your advice? And you said, put on a beautiful piece of music and envision yourself already there on the other side. Yeah. Right. Is that, did yeah. I say that yeah. in a way Correct. that you would yeah. agree with? Yeah. And I loved that. So we can literally practice now through the the blessing of music tuning in and envisioning ourselves in in a space of supported light and love in another realm and um i think it's a great practice to do while we're here and use Absolutely. music as a as a platform and for that there's no doubt that what we just did along with everything that you do reverberates in these dimensions and the mentors the guides the nurses the doctors the helpers in the spirit realm that are there to help awaken comfort enlighten inspire people are taking advantage and they're like literally bringing those energies towards them to use as aid along the other tools that they have which we will discover one day <laughs> oh. Yes, that's that's the one thing that we're sure of. We'll all discover it. <laughs> Kristen, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for being here on Spirit Reflections, for sharing this conversation around the fire, for all the light, all the beauty that your music has, and especially to take us through a sound healing, a soul um, experience, which I will forever keep in my heart and cherish as I listen to and meditate on my own life. Oh, with it. thank you so much, Frederico. It's been such a joy to be here with you today and always always a wonderful experience to see what wants to come through in the musical realms and absolutely um, and to talk about my favorite subject so definitely stay safe stay well stay in light and love thank you everybody for being here go check Kristen out at kristenhoffman.com with two ends and be part of this musical illumination that she's helping be a vessel of so that we can find more healing and more peace in our day-to-day -day lives. We're going to close with our vignette and we'll see you next time. Yay. Thank you, Kristen. Thank you. Take care. See you soon.